positive for the Rona. Positive for the world? I like beef. What? <laughs> I bet you all we can hear is the fucking eyes, like, just squishing oh, around. Oh, it's all fucking... <laughs> So what are we thinking about doing tonight? Did we do anything about the ghost ship or did we just stop there? We didn't do the ghost ship. No, I don't think we did the ghost ship. <clears throat> I would love to hear it. I also have an Alcatraz one that we could do. Okay, and that gave you the goosies. It literally, I was like trying to finish it up like real quick before you came. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like... There's this one part that just really fucking gets me. I have a thing about... You know I have a fucking thing about, about things, children? No, about what? things looking at you. Yeah? Like, and that's one of the things that it was talking about. And I was just like... And then all of a sudden, my you know, my ringtone goes... Bah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. It wow. scared the fuck out of me and it gave me goosies. <laughs> I literally made myself jump because of that. <laughs> oh Sorry. God. So my, let, Let's do Alcatraz Island then. Okay. All right. <clears throat> turn this shit off. Turn it down. Let's put our shit on mute. Okay. Lower. Hello, everybody. My name is Sarah. My name is Lindsay. And this is... Kozoni Maya! Kozoni Maya! We are a paranormal podcast. Just telling scary stories. And getting really big goosies. Yep. Really prickly goosies. Really. I feel like I'm waiting for you to scare me at some point, but it's not going to work. Why? It's not going to work. Why? It won't. It won't. I'm going to get you at like when you least expect it. <laughs> like during the, like the middle, you're just going to fucking. I'm just going to. And I'm going to fucking scream like a retard. You haven't screamed in a, in a while though. I know. It's very hard for me to get you to get scared. I think you're like used to it by I'm, now. I am. I'm used to it. That's okay. Out of anybody in the freaking world, you have scared me the most. And I'm kind of like somewhat used to it already. Annoyed by it? Fed up with Not it? Not annoyed. Fed up with I it? I like when you try. I try real fucking try. hard. Try. Try real fucking hard. Mm-hmm. All right. So this week's episode, we are going to be doing Alcatraz Island. What? <laughs> I said red room. So oh, fucking A. Yes, we are in the red room. Man, it looks really dark in here for some reason. Looks great. Oh. Anyways. Um, yeah, we're doing Alcatraz Island. Do you, do you know anything about Alcatraz Island? No idea. The Rock. San Francisco Bay. No. Nothing. Never heard of it. Nope. Wow. I've heard that name, but Alcatraz... <sighs> All right, so but I feel like I don't know. I haven't heard of any story about it. Picture maybe. it. Twenty. Hold on. I was like maybe two thousand and eight. Thirteen-year-old Sarah was flown to San Francisco, California, mm -hmm. with my parents for their twenty-fifth anniversary. I think it was two thousand eight. And so my parents, you know, they're really they love shit like this. They look at historical facts, stuff mm -hmm. like that. My dad's like really into it. <clears throat> So we go to San Francisco Bay. My dad's like, we got to go to Alcatraz. 13 years old, dude. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know what it's it is. It's a prison. It's a prison. Okay. I had no idea it was a prison. 
all I knew was that I was going to have to jump on this fucking boat and dad was going to have to ship me, my little Mexican ass, across the sea. Across the sea. Yeah. So we get in this rocky ass, old ass ferry. Like the, the San Francisco Bay water is like hitting my face. I feel the seagulls in my hair. Like <laughs> they're all <laughs> snatching your weave off. <laughs> snatching my weave off. <laughs> I was getting seasick like a motherfucker. Mm. Throwing up on the side. So you go and it's just this fucking island in the middle of the San Francisco Bay. And it looks creepy as fuck. Scary. You feel like you're going to meet your doom. Like that's how scary mm. it was. And I just remember thinking, like, why is my dad bringing us to this fucking prison on an island in the middle of the goddamn San Francisco Bay? No shit. But, I mean, I was there along for the ride. So, we get there, and, I mean, along with other tourists, I mean, it's jam-packed on there. I mean, people are visiting like crazy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a main attraction for San Francisco. So, um, but, I mean, we went through the the jail we we got to see everything and experience everything and it was like the most at the time it, it didn't i didn't realize like how amazing this was yeah. but now thinking back on it i was like wow my dad literally took me to this amazing historical place and i had no idea like how important this would be in my life yeah and um i didn't realize how fucking haunted it is it is fucking haunted really and for like I mean, because it was, it's, it's been there for like hundreds of years and it's been mm. used for so many things. There were so many deaths on that fucking island, dude. It is crazy. So I don't have a setting of a scene or an opener. So we're just going to jump right into okay. it. I'm trying to figure out how I knew it was a prison though. Like, I don't remember where I've heard the name or the story. There's a movie called Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. It's mm. a really, no, it's a really old movie. It's like in the 1960s, 70s. No? I don't know. Where the hell? Mm. Okay. Well. All right. So here's a little bit of history of Alcatraz Island. So the island is located in the San Francisco Bay. It is 1.25 miles offshore from San Francisco, California. Uh, originally, the small island was developed for a lighthouse. Then it was later turned into military fortification, then a military prison, and then finally a federal prison. So going back a little farther, because we got to start from the very, very, very fucking mm -hmm. beginning. The first European to document the San Francisco Bay was Spanish explorer Juan Manuel, Manuel de Ayala. Ooh. You love that? You like, like that? I like that little Spanish. Ooh, that little, little tongue twister. That little Taco Bell on there. <laughs> Shut the <clears> hell up. So during Spain's rule of, of California... An island by the name of Yerba Buena first appeared on a, 19, or a 1775 Spanish chart by Ayala, which was called, don't fucking come at me. What? Isla de Aguetraces? Okay. Manzanita? Spanish. Manzanita? Manzanita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that name was later given to the island that we now called Alcatraz Island. The name Alcatraz Island was given by Captain Beachy, which is, he was an English naval officer and he was an explorer. Yeah. So the Spanish were the ones who actually first built on top of the island and they erected mm. several, sm several small buildings along with other minor structures. The earliest recorded private owner was uh, a man by the name of Julian Workman who was given the island by Mexican governor Pio Pico in June of 1846 Okay. for lighthouses to be built upon. 
The first operating lighthouse of the West Coast was built on this island. Fun fact. So later in 1846, military governor of California, John C. Fremont, bought the island for $5,000 in the name of the U.S. government. In 1815, President Millard, Millard Philman ordered the island to be set aside for, for, for future military use. So Fremont thought he'd get a little, you know, get a little extra money, a little something because of his initiative to buy the island for the U.S. government. But that didn't happen. He got really fucking pissed, so he tried to sue the U.S. government. And what do you think happened, Lindsay? I don't know. He didn't win. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, shit. Um, so the U.S. got California as a result of the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, which ended the Mexican-American War. The gold rush was in full swing by this time, and there was a lot just kicking, just happening in California at this point. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. decided to look at Alcatraz a little bit more closely, sizing her up for suitability for, I mean, she was on the coast. They could set up some fucking battalions over there, you know, kind of just protect the city and the bay a little bit more better. So in 1853, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineering began fortifying the, the island. Do you know what fortifying means? No. Okay. <laughs> fortifying means like you're building it up to be stronger, like you're okay. making it better. Um, until, okay, they began fortifying the island until 1858, where the first initial Fort Alcatraz was born. The island's first garrison, which numbered about 200 soldiers, arrived at the end of the year. Garrison is like, um... Bitch! (laughs) Oh my god. I want to give you the correct, I want to give you, like, the correct (laughs) definition. I can tell you what I think it is, and it's mostly going to be right, but let me give you the absolute, def- like, super definition. Okay. A garrison is troops stationed in a fortress or town to defend it. Okay. Okay? Gotcha. All right. So, they had about 200 soldiers defending that island, all right? Okay. They're about to fuck some shit up. Somebody came on it. So, then Silver War broke out in 1861, and the island mounted 85 cannons. Then they added I some see more. What the hell this island looks like? I got pictures. Then they added some more in 1866, and it came out to 105 total, you know, cannons okay. on a goddamn island. I mean, I understand why they would want it, um, because they end up never having to fire any of their cannons or firearms on the island at all, ever. Really? Ever. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> so the island also served as San Francisco Arsenal, which was a storage for firearms to prevent them from falling into the hands of Confederate sympathizers. And like I said, as many firearms and cannons as they had, no one ever fired at an enemy. So due to the Civil War, the island was used to imprison Confederate soldiers and privateers, but the earliest use of the island as a prison came in 1859 when they would hold soldiers who were guilty of crime so this is when they start imprisoning people they start pretty early so in 1861 the island became a military prison for the department of the pacific and housed civil war prisoners of war in 1863 they began holding private citizens accused of treason so at the time alcatraz's defenses were like completely just nothing is basically nothing um they were out of date. They were old. I mean, they were just not fucking good. So they tried rebuilding um, some of the shit on the island mm-hmm. between 1870 and 1876. But they were like, you know what? This is not even worth it. I'm not even going to try. Because it wasn't worth it to them. 
And the reason why was because it was easier to detain people on this island than it was to defend the island. Gotcha. So they so the army switched from defense to detention. Okay. Which is really fucking cool to me. Yeah. Um, it's perfect for this island because this island's in the middle of the goddamn fucking bay. Yeah. Isolated. Nobody's gonna be able to go over there. How are you gonna escape? How do you get your food on that island? Ships. Oh. Ferries. Or you grow it on the island. They had gardens. Oh. I think they had like their own little farm. <clears throat> okay. That's pretty cool. But imagine if they wanted to use like the toilet or like, where are they going to get the water? They have to like purify it. Uh, it's salt know. water. You can't drink salt water. You go crazy. So I'm pretty How sure. How do you know this? Huh? How do you know that? I'm just fucking weird. Oh, wait. That's actually true? That's, that's true. You're not supposed to drink salt water. You'll go crazy. Well, you'll dehydrate. Oh, bitch. I thought you meant like... You'll go crazy too, go, I'm pretty sure. Well, a lot of people who are like get stranded on the, in the middle of the ocean, they always tell you don't drink, don't drink the ocean water because you're going to go fucking crazy. I've never heard that. You never heard of that? That's why people eat people. What the fuck? Yeah. You never heard of that? No. I live under a rock. Okay, Patrick Star. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so where are we at? Where are we at? So the army switched it up to detention. You're dumb. You call me Patrick Star, bitch. <laughs> You're Patrick with those. You're uh, stupid as hell. You know those high the heels. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's one see. That's all I got to say, Mamacita. All right. So in 1867, they built a jailhouse. Because they were previously holding inmates in the basement of the guardhouse. That's weird. It's really fucking weird. So in 1868, Alcatraz officially designed a long-term detention facility for military prisoners. And the island discontinued holding POWs, prisoners of war, in 1946. So in 1898, the Spanish-American War turned the population from 26 prisoners to 450. Holy fuck. And from 1905 to 1907, it was commanded by a guy by the name of General George McIver. So after the 1906 San Franciscan earthquake, civilian prisoners were transferred to the island for safe containment because apparently it like really fucked up all of San Francisco. And I mean, how are you supposed to house prisoners if their prison is all fucked? Yeah. So in March of 1907, Alcatraz was officially designated as the Western U.S. military prison. Then later Pacific Brands, and then the U.S. Disciplinary Barracks. So in 1909, construction began on the huge concrete main cell block, which still remains the island's dominant feature to this day. Damn. You go visit the island, you're definitely going to see that big fucking cell block that was built in 1909. Wow. That's old as fuck, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. So accommodate the new cell block, the Citadel, which was a three-story barrack, was demolished down to the first floor, which was below ground level. The first floor was incorporated as a basement to the now to the new cell block, giving the rise to the rumor of dungeons below the main cell block. So finally, the island was acquired by the Department of Justice on October 12, 1933, and soon after became a federal prison in August of 1934. And this is where things become a little bit more interesting. Not that it hasn't already been interesting. Alcatraz was designed to hold prisoners that were the worst of the fucking worst. 
the prisoners who caused problems at other federal prisons were shipped to this fucking island because they could not be handled. They didn't know what else to do with them. They couldn't do anything else with them. And they kept escaping because it was, like, super easy to escape from those prisons. So they're like, let's just put them on the middle of the fucking ocean. So these were some of, the, like, the most notorious prisoners of U.S. history. Damn. Yeah. So picture it. It's 9.04 a.m. August 11th, 1934. It's rainy, cold morning in the San Francisco Bay Area as 137 prisoners arrived at the dock. They traveled all the way from a U.S. penitentiary in Leavenworth, Kansas, to Santa Venetia, California. They were handcuffed in high-security coaches and guarded by 60 FBI special agents, U.S. marshals, and railroad security officials to reach their dreary destination, The Rock. Damn. Imagine, like, you going from, like, Kansas to fucking San Francisco. Holy crap. <clears throat> I don't know if you know anything about San Francisco, but it fucking rains there all the goddamn time, and it's cold as fuck. Like, I think what? we went there in, like, June or July, and my dad's like, no, we don't need any jackets or anything like that. We walked off the fucking plane with, like, shorts and a fucking shirt, and we had to go buy jackets oh. because it was so fucking cold. We didn't even think about bringing a jacket, but... Yeah. How are we supposed to know, you know? Couldn't you just Google the weather at that point? Yeah. <clears throat> that was back when they would use MapQuest and shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, okay, so most of the prisoners who graced the island were bank robbers and murderers. Staff was totaled at about 150, and they were all highly trained security. They weren't there to re- rehabilitate, rehabilitate these prisoners. They were there to keep them in line and have them buy their time until they got out. So some of the f- infamous prisoners were Al Capone, George Mach- Machine Gun Kelly, Robert Stroud, a.k.a. the Birdman of Alcatraz, and then Roy mm. G. Gardner. Roy G. Gardner was a pretty famous uh, bank robber. I mean, he robbed like a whole shit ton of banks. And then he would continuously escape from prisons that he would get sent to. So Damn. he was pretty fucking bad. Uh, Robert Stroud was a creepy motherfucker. Creepy. So this dude was like a bank robber, but also he was a murderer. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. And he had this thing where he was like, when he was in another prison, he like, he was very smart. Like he knew birds. He knew how to take care of them. He would take care of them in his cell. Like he would keep them with him. He became like, what do they call Like a bird scientist or whatever. Like, he wrote books about it. Like, he was really fucking smart. When he got sent to hmm. Alcatraz because of, I don't know, it's just because it, I guess it was his bad behavior or something, Um, but he got sent to Alcatraz and he was like, had to be fucking isolated from everybody. Really? He was literally placed in his own room in the hospital ward that bad. Of, the Al- of Alcatraz Island. Like, I'm actually getting kind of chills right now just thinking <laughs> about it. Because I've actually saw his cell. I actually saw his room. Yeah. And it was fucking creepy. Because he was like a psychopath. He was fucking insane, dude. Like he was... Like I'm seriously huh. getting really bad chills thinking about him because he was a bad dude. And he looks creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck. I want to see pictures. I didn't find pictures. Of him. I mean, I can find pictures of him and I'll find some. And then... Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, he was known to be like a mob, yeah, like a little mob guy or whatever. And then, you know, Al Capone, right? 
Al Capone, the gangster. The gangster, the original gangster. Yep. The OG. All right. Um, let's see. So, in the 29 years of operation, no prisoner successfully escaped. But that doesn't mean that nobody tried. Yeah. A total of 39 prisoners made 14 attempts. Two men tried twice. 23 were caught alive. Six were shot and killed during an escape. Two were drowned. And five are listed as missing and presumed dead. Really? So the most violent of escapes happened on May 2nd, 1946. And didn't end until May 4th, 1946. This failed escape of six prisoners led to what many called the Battle of Alcatraz. So so two Federal Bureau of Prisons officers were killed along with three of the prisoners. Fourteen other officers and one uninvolved prisoner were also injured. And two of the surviving perpetrators were later executed in 1948 due to their role in the escape. So basically these guys who were like planning on doing these this escape or whatever... They would pay attention to these guards and they would follow their, like, how they would do their little rounds yeah. or whatever. Watch their schedule carefully. Watch their schedule carefully. Yeah. What kind of keys, who had what kind of keys, because they had firearms in this prison. Yeah. And they would keep them locked up. But, like, they would keep them near the prisoners. Like, you could see yeah. the gun gun cage. And these guys... Managed to take over two of those officers, kill them, and then stole their keys, went and got guns, and started shooting people. Holy shit. Yeah, that's why I call it Battle of Alcatraz. I mean, it was pretty fucking bad. Damn. It was a fucking riot, pretty much. So, but the most infamous escape happened on June 11, 1962, by a man by the name of Frank Morris, and then John Anglin, and John's brother Clarence Anglin. So three, these three men are believed to have drowned, but some say that they did escape. There's mm-hmm. many conspiracy in regards to these three men, but honestly, I won't get into them because it's just too much. So I lied. I'm going to get into these conspiracies because it's so fucking interesting. Okay. It's so interesting. Okay. All right. So get ready okay. for this shit. So many believe that the three had died in the waters of San Francisco Bay, that they had drowned in the choppy cold sea, but the bodies were never found. They never washed up on shore. I mean, I guess you could say, like, maybe their bodies, like, drifted off into sea or something. Or maybe they, like, floated mm-hmm. down to the bottom of the sea level, the sea floor or something. I don't fucking know. Hmm. But the thing is, a body's going to have to show up somewhere. Yeah. It has to. I mean, there's no... Unless it gets eaten by a shark or whatever. Yeah. Possibly a whale possibly a whale i don't think whales eat people stupid you dumb <laughs> they eat little bitty ass fish they eat krill krill yeah those are small fish right yeah, yeah. you ever seen finding nemo yeah when they're like swim away yeah <laughs> the it's fucking cute. whale goes all right <clears throat> so let me let me tell you how these motherfuckers did it because it's actually really fucking smart so they like plan like months in advance. This took a fucking while because of what they decided to do. Okay. They paper macheed in arts and crafts their head. They painted the head to look like them. They painted the eyes on there. They painted the mouth and everything like that. And then they stole um, pieces of hair clippings from the barber shop in the prison and, and pasted it Ooh. on the top to make it look like it was their head. 
they put, you know, they did the whole fucking thing of like putting it underneath their yeah. pillow, or like underneath the covers, making it look like they were going to sleep, yeah. so that when the guards would check on them during the nighttime, they would just see the head. Yeah. They wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't worry about. I mean, it looked like it was real to them in the dark. So then they started like chipping away because they had like a little grill gate in the cell. Okay. And this grill gate would be like their AC. It would bring in the air and it would like ventilate them and stuff like that. Yeah. Because of the erosion of the salt water, you know, salt water like really like eats away at buildings and stuff. Do you know that? It's the chemicals. It eats it away. So it makes it really um, easy to chip away. Okay. So they started chipping at this vent. They started chipping and chipping and chipping. Like I said, months. They finally made a big enough fucking hole, Lindsay Ann, for them to squeeze through. Wow. So they squeezed through this fucking hole. And okay, so the cells were to the point where they had like this big area in between the cells. Like it was like, um, I don't know, like an alley or not like an alley, but like, uh, let me see. Like a catwalk? Kind of. <clears throat> it was like an in-between of the holding cells. Like, it's where they would have the pipes and stuff that was between the cells. There's this wall, right, where they have the pipes. Uh-huh. And then there's another stack of cells. Okay. And you can, like, kind of see inside of this walkway, this closet area, kind of, so that they could do maintenance on these pipes and stuff like that. It was big enough to yeah. where you could fit a grown person's body. Okay. So they slipped through there. They climbed these pipes all the way up to the top of the cells. Okay? Because okay. the cells are like, here's the big room, right? But then the cells are just like this. Like another house on the inside. So that makes it easy for everybody to walk around it. Yeah. So they got to the top of the cells where they had stored away some raincoats, some, like, they made these, um... Preparations for it and... Preparations, dude. Like, they had, like, pa- like paddle boards. Like, yeah. they had, like, they were gonna fucking... They had this planned out, dude. They slipped up there. They got to the top of the roof. Then, somehow, they went into another vent. Mm-hmm. They got to the very top of, like, the outside building, okay, okay. to where they're on the outside, that's where they put together their little raft or whatever. And then they just fucking ran for it. They ran for it. They went to the sea, jumped in there, and no one ever saw them ever again. What the hell? Yeah. They fastened... It was fa- it was 50 raincoats that they had, they had put together that they could make a 6-foot by 14-foot rubber raft. And then they jumped into the bay. And they were never seen again. Hmm. Oh my God, Sarah! Fucking Sarah! You're so mean! Get the shit out of us! All right, where were we at before we were really interrupted? I have bad allergies. Oh, <laughs> you're so fucking stupid! <laughs> Keep on having to. Every five seconds, so I'm sorry. Why are you sniffing the mic? Oh. <laughs> I have bad allergies too, Sarah. Oh, you got the Rona? No. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get back to these escape guys, okay? Let's continue. Let's continue. 
All right. So like I said, many people believe that they are dead until 2013. Until 2013, when a fucking letter arrived to the San Francisco Police Department from a man who claimed to be John Anglin. This is what the letter said. Shut up. My name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in June of 1962 with my brother Clarence and Frank Morris. I'm 83 years old and in bad shape. I have cancer. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. If you announce on TV that I will be promised to first go to jail for no more than a year and get medical attention, I will write back to you to let you know exactly where I am. This is no joke. The letter also stated that Clarence and Frank Morris died in 2005. So the letter was turned over to the FBI and fingerprints were taken, but the results were inconclusive. Uh, There was also evidence and incredible reports that the Anglin's mother had received flowers without a card for several years. From who? No idea. And that the two brothers had, had actually shown up disguised in women's clothing at their mother's funeral, despite there being heavy FBI presence. Because they just... Had to be there for their mom's funeral. But, I mean, no one can say for sure, for sure. They're saying that there's credible reports of this, but there's nothing, evidence, there's nothing. Okay? So, now there's there's this Brazil photo, okay? So, a friend of the Englands by the name of uh, Fred Brizzy, he claimed to have run into the brothers in Rio de Janeiro in the 1970s and actually took a picture of the two brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. It was not until 1992 that he gave the photo to the England family, who then returned, who turned it over to uh, an, a retired U.S. Marshal investigator in 2015. But it sounds good and all, but this guy, he couldn't be believed because he was a known con man. So no one actually were like, okay, yeah. this is like good stuff. There is also a deathbed confession from a man who claimed that him and a friend had helped the trio escape. This confession coincided with a police report that was given the day after the escape from a now-retired police officer who claimed that when he was off-duty, he spotted a white boat on the bay with its lights cut off in the Mariana the same night of the prison break. It appeared empty, but later he flashed a spotlight on it, and it was not there anymore. So... Mm. But this dying man said um, that he was the one that he picked him up. He said that him and his accomplice accomplice had ended up killing the three men and then, like, buried their body somewhere. And wherever he had said that they had buried the body, they didn't find anything. There's no evidence. Um, So today, the three men would be in their late 80s, early 90s, and are probably long dead, whether it be from the San Francisco Bay or from old age. And Damn. that's the three escaped guys or possibly escaped guys. Yeah. Wow. So you would think the last three escapees were like, that's it. There's no more. Everybody was like, you know what? We give up. Yeah. But technically there was probably one successful escape. And I say successful loosely because it's not really successful. Uh, in 1962, a prisoner by the name of John Paul Scott escaped and made it to shore. When he reached shore, he was so exhausted that he collapsed from hypothermic shock and was found unconscious by police. Mm. To this day, people compete in the Alcatraz, escape from Alcatraz triathlon, and they try to swim to shore from the island. Damn. Yeah. 
I mean, so, I mean, like I said, technically you can say that he really did make it, but then yeah. technically he really didn't because he got wind to shock. Mm-hmm. So, all right. That's crazy. So let's get more into the history of Alcatraz because it, it keeps fucking going. Okay. And then we'll get into the haunted spooky stuff. Uh, to Let's see. So why did the prison close? Number one, the cost to keep the prison operating was like $10 per day um, compared to $3 a day at other prisons. Number two, there was half a century of salt water in these buildings, which ate them away and they basically became nothing. And then finally three, um, people were fucking escaping from this prison and it would just, it wasn't good anymore. It wasn't looking good for them. So after the prison closed, Native American uh, activists occupied the island in 1964 several times. Uh, The first time was started by a, and I think you say it's so... CO activist by the name of Belva Cotier. Let's pause it for Sarah Catherine. So you blew up my toilet, huh? Yep. You need new pipes. Bruh. All right. So we're back. We took a little bit of a break. Uh, We came back with some new drinks. And I have... Martin House Brewing Company Space Pizza. How are we feeling about this one? Lindsay's not drinking it. What is Lindsay drinking? I am drinking Crown Royal Apple with Sprite. Gay. That is some pussy ass shit. <sighs> Just saying. Yeah. We were on a roll with the craft beer, and now you're going to be going back to that hood rat shit. <laughs> Why is it hood rat shit? It's hood rat shit, bro. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Listeners. I'm gonna need y'all to comment on the on the meme, the next meme, or the last meme on our Instagram. Just for this, I'm not making any and more. And tell memes. me if you drink Crown Royal with a drink. This smells Is like that a hood rat shit. This so. smells like a motherfucking Totino's pizza roll. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't know about this one. Take a sip. Does take a sip. You like it? Do you yeah, like it? That tastes weird. You would like it. It smells like a it tostitos. tastes like tomato sauce. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! It tastes like tomato sauce. <gasps> <laughs> I have five more beers of this. I can't drink this, bro. That oregano that was strong as deg- fuck. Uh, deg, what the fuck? With dolcekis, that'd be actually really good. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> it's oregano, like crazy. It's crazy, right? It tastes like straight up. Like, I literally have garlic Spaghetti in my... sauce. Yes! Like, watery spaghetti sauce with liquor. Like, beer in it. Alcohol. Yeah. I can't. Wow. Nah. Martin House Brewing Company, what y'all doing, boo? Yo. What is you doing with yourself? I... And I love their shit. Ooh. This was too much. You gonna drink it, though? No. No? 
it's too oregano. Like the, the taste is too strong of like herb. I can't. I don't feel like I. I can't. It makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> it was. It was okay. Did you drink it? No, but mm-hmm. it tastes like straight up. Pizza I mean, sauce. you didn't take. You took a little bit of a sip. Tastes I like took tomato a gulp. sauce. Yeah, you took a lot, so I could imagine what your like that literally makes me want to throw up. Man, all right, all right, pee to my taste buds. (sighs) Nope. My gag. Oh no! I almost threw up a little bit. My. All right, update. Um, don't drink the space pizza beer unless you. It's a like bad pizza. idea. Unless you like pizza. No, no, not even if you like pizza. Like that was just straight up like not a good idea. I love crazy beer. You know I fucking do. I will drink pretty much anything and everything, besides IPAs. But that's besides the point. But this was the worst thing I've ever tried in my entire life. Not even yeah, like that was pretty crazy. That was the. I literally gagged. It was like I threw up drinking a little on bit. a tomato soup a little bit, but like nasty tomato soup with like too much oregano in it. Oh, it's not good. You don't like oregano? I do love me some oregano, but that was harsh. Oof! I wonder what color good. it was. It was. Was it red? No, it was like a beer looking oh. color. Weird. So now we have a michelada. Artificial flavors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Huh. Bitch. What? We need to get drunk. What do you think I'm trying to do? You're not drinking. Bitch, I just drank That's the most. It's a baby dis- cup. It is not a baby cup. This That's is a one baby cup, and it's this not is even one beer, one beer with some clamato. Can we get through this Alcatraz thing before Maddie gets here? Yes. Okay. Where are we at? So. There was, like, several times that Native Americans got onto the Alcatraz Island to protest, Mm -hmm. okay? The first time was with this guy who had 35 other people with him, Mm -hmm. and the protest only lasted four hours, okay? So, the second time happened in November of 1969, and this Native American group was called United Indians of All Tribes, which was mostly, like, made up of San Francisco college students who had parents who um were supposedly relocated like they were relocated to the city so that they would become more mainstream and get away from the native american part of their culture Mm -hmm. and be integrated into society quote unquote okay which i think is actually kind of fucked up this was a part of the bureau of indian affairs indian termination policy okay Okay, so basically they're trying to get them away from their lands and get them into integrate. You know what integrate means? means? Put together. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're trying to put them into the city so that they could be normal, quote unquote, people. Um, so that's, what, that's the people that were, that were doing this protest now, the second protest. So um, occupiers who stayed on the island... During this protest, stayed for like two whole years, mm-hmm. and they demanded that the island's facilities be adapted and new structures were built. So, why did the Native Americans occupy Alcatraz Islands in the first place? 
the American Indians claimed that the island, by provisions uh, of the Treaty of Fort Laramie, which was signed in 1868 between the U.S. and the Sio Sioux tribe, Native American tribe, uh, they claimed the treaty promised to return all retired, abandoned, or out-of-use federal lands to the Native American peoples for whom they had acquired it from. So the United Indians of all tribes then claimed Alcatraz by the right of discovery. As indigenous people knew thousands of years before any Europeans came to mm-hmm. North America, which is like at least 10,000 years before them. The Native American demanded reparation for the many treaties that had been broken by the U.S. government and for the lands that had been taken by so many tribes. Okay. So during the 19 months and nine days that the North American, uh, Native Americans occupied Alcatraz, several buildings had been damaged and destroyed by fire. At this point, the U.S. government had to demolish some of the buildings that were destroyed beyond repair. But graffiti from the occupancy is still very much visible to this day. So during the occupancy, President Richard Nixon rescinded the Indian termination policy and established a new policy of self-determination. Self-determination means that the Native Americans were able to exercise self-governance and decision-making on issues that affect their people. U.S. government has no say-so in what the Native Americans do because they're their own people. Okay. They have no laws by government. Really? That's why on reservations... They do whatever the fuck. They have their own reserve police department. It is not a part of the United States of America. Did you know that? Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So he put that together for them so that that they can have that. Um, And he did this basically because of all the publicity and awareness that was brought to the Native Americans because of what they had done. So the occupation ended in 1971, and some Native Americans still hold ceremonies on the island now. Flashback, or flash forward to now, uh, 1.7 million tourists visit Alcatraz Island, and according to a 2018 report, arriving only through ferry is how you're able to get to the island, like I said. All right, so are you ready for some hauntings? Yes. Some creepy shit? Yes. Now that we got over our history lesson. Do you like it when I give you a history lesson? Yeah. You think it's interesting? I like hearing it. Oh. Yeah, because I don't know. You know, half like the I... shit you tell me, like literally 90, 80% of the shit you tell me, I do not know. Or I did not know. So. I love that I'm giving you like a mini history lesson. <laughs> and then we get into the spooky shit. Okay, okay. All right. So, since the 1940s, apparitions have been seen at the site of the now burnt-out shell of the warden's house. So, during a Christmas party at the Warden Johnston, which is the warden's name at the time, Mm -hmm. several guards told the story of a ghostly man who suddenly appeared before them wearing a gray suit, brimmed hat, and sporting mutton-chop sideburns. As the startled guards stared at the apparition, the room suddenly turned cold, and the fire in the stove was extinguished. Less than a minute later, the spirit vanished. Often it has been reported that on foggy nights, the old lighthouse will suddenly appear, accompanied by an eerie whistling sound and the flashing green light, which makes its way slowly around the island. Ew. Appearing to both guards and visitors alike, the spectacle vanishes just as suddenly as it appears. So when the prison was still open, other guards told the hearing of phantom cannon and gunshots. Accompanied by screams that were so real, they sent the seasoned guards to the ground. 
believing that prisoners had somehow escaped and obtained weapons. After taking cover, the guards would then cautiously look about to see absolutely nothing. These incidents could never be explained. Hmm. Another often reported experience of the guards was the smell of smoke that often came from a deserted laundry room, as if something was on fire. When they went to investigate the black smoke that was so thick, it drove the guards from the room. However, just minutes later, the room was completely smoke-free. The notorious D-block of the prison is said to have been, and continues to be, the most haunted block in all the prison. While first built the same as the other blocks, the Bureau of Prisons appropriated additional money for a more secure D-block after the 1939 escape attempt in which Arthur Doc Barker was killed. D-block, which became known as the quote-unquote treatment unit, comprised of 42 cells with varying degrees of restrictions. For all prisoners incarcerated in D-block, there is absolutely no contact with the general population. 36 of the cells were virtually like the others in the gen gen pop. However, inmates were not allowed to work nor go to the mess hall for for meals. They were allowed one visit to the recreation yard and two showers each week. Wow. All meals were served in the cells and their only diversion was reading a prison approved material. So these cells all faced the Golden Gate Bridge from which fierce cold winds often blew. One guard who worked D-block was known to turn on the air conditioning to make it even colder for those confined in the block. Wow. That's like fucking torture, dude. Fuck yeah. So five of the remaining six cells in D-block were known as strip cells. But they were more often called the hole. Okay. Reserved for the most serious offenders of prison rules, these cells are located on the bottom tier They are the coldest place in the prison and contained only a sink. Oh, shit. That's Maddie. Okay, so we're back after a brief intermission. And we have Maddie in the house. (laughs) Maddie, you want to introduce yourself? You gotta come over here. Yeah, come to the mic. Yeah, talk in the mic. Sit your ass over here. You gotta talk to Lindsay's boob. Mm-hmm. What's up, it's Mads. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> She's pretty lit. We're trying to get on her level. A little litty. Mm-hmm. Little titty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we gonna continue? Should I continue? Yes. 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 Okay. Where were we? All right. So in the hole, it is the coldest place in the prison, and it contained only a sink. A toilet and a low wattage light bulb that could be turned off by the guards. Hmm. The prisoner's mattress was taken away from during the day, and they were not allowed at any time in the yard or showers or given reading materials at all. Inmates could be sentenced to as many as 19 days in the hole, completely isolated and in a state of constant boredom. The last strip cell, known as the Oriental, was the most severe punishment the prison could assign, which was basically complete deprivation of anything and everything. You had no sink, you had no toilet, you had no bed, you had nothing. Mm-hmm. You literally sat in a cell that was covered by concrete walls, four walls, and that was it. It was complete darkness. Did you at least have dirt to play with? No. Oh, that's sad. People would take shits in a hole in a fucking floor. 
And how do you even know you're hitting the fucking hole? It's no. dark in there. You don't even know. You're like fucking like you're laying on your shit, bro. That like sucks. It's it's ridiculous. So <clears throat> inmates were placed naked in the cell. They were given a restricted diet. They were confined totally pitch black, cold environment. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, so they did have a sleeping mattress at night, but it was removed at dawn the next morning. Inmates were usually only subject to this degree of punishment for only one to two days. But that's more than fucking enough, bro. Fuck yeah. That's more than enough. So, this is this is where we get a little weird. Okay. A former guard who worked at the prison in the 1940s reported that guards often saw the ghostly presence of a man dressed in late 1800s prison attire walking in the hallway next to the strip cells. On one occasion, when an inmate was locked in the hole, he immediately began to scream that someone with glowing eyes was there and was there with him. Oh, that's creepy. So the 19th century spectral prisoner had become so much of a practical joke among the guards that the convict's cries of being attacked were ignored. The inmate's screams continued well into the night when they were suddenly replaced by total silence. Wow. The following morning, when the guards inspected the cell, the convict was found dead with a terrible expression expression on his face and noticeable handprints around his throat. The autopsy revealed that the strangulation was not self-inflicted. Who Fucking the fuck was in the goddamn cell with him? Demon shit. Bro, he said he saw somebody with glowing eyes. That's and it. they were just like, nah, he's so full of shit. Oh, that's fucking creepy. Dang. So at the time, many believed that the inmate was strangled by a guard who had finally had enough of the inmate's screaming. Though an investigation was made, no one ever attempted to admit to the strangling. Most believed that the prisoner was killed by the restless evil spirit of the 19th century prisoner who was so often seen wandering the corridors. Adding to the mystery, when the guards lined up the convicts for daily count, one too many convicts were in the lineup. At the end of the row appeared the recently strangled convict. As everyone, guards and prisoners alike, looked on in stunned silence, the ghostly figure vanished. A number of guards wow. a number of guards during the island's federal prison time reported extraordinary experiences, including the sounds of sobbing and moaning, terrible smells, and reports of what they called the thing, quote unquote, which was an entity that was said to appear with glowing eyes. Other reports were made of prisoner ghosts and soldiers appearing to guards and the families that lived on the island. But most recently, in 2014, a British couple on a tour of the island captured a photo of a ghostly woman. The couple claims that they had no intention of capturing photos of spirits during the trip and only noticed the woman, who appears to be staring directly at the camera, after they took the photo. Apparently, there's like Native American ghosts there too. So, But yeah, so that's Alcatraz Island. Jeez. Sheesh. That's fucking creepy. I'm telling you, that glowing that glowing eyes thing, it's fucking scary. It's a bad spirit from all the bullshit that went down there. Mm-hmm. Created something. Created something and it's never going to fucking leave now. Uh-uh. Yep. Fuck that. <sighs> all right. So uh, that's, that's awesome. That's Alcatraz Island. Okay, okay. What are you feeling? I liked it. You have any conclusions? No. You want to give me? No. What other conclusions can I give you? Would you go visit Alcatraz Island? Yes. You would? 
That'd be Would fucking you stay fun, in dude. the hole? Oh, hell no. You know, they on the tour, they actually put you in the hole and they close the door for like, I don't know, like a minute or something. And like Ooh. some people say that they actually hear something scurrying around there with them. Dude, fuck that. I would do it for a minute. I'd do it for a minute. No, not, no, I wouldn't stay in the hole. Pay because if people see say that they like already hear somebody scurrying around, what do you think I'm a fucking feel and think? Um, they're okay. So they're fucking naked in this hole. They're they're not getting as much food as they should. Um, they barely get to sleep on just a mattress. They're shitting in a hole. Like it's like animals. Ooh. Like they're fucking feral. How do you wipe your ass? You don't wipe your ass. Ew. You're just taking the fucking shit. You rub it on the walls. And rubbing the cheeks together. Ooh, you gotta go. Ooh. That's fucking gross. You're stupid. I just spreaded the cheeks wide open. And imagine just bending down, spreading your cheeks wide open. And then it just drips out of your asshole. (laughs) That's the most disgusting sound I've ever heard in my entire life. I hate you. All right. That's Alcatraz. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say. Oh, okay. So you <laughs> do you want to see Alcatraz? Yes. All right. Let me show you pictures. I see. Because you know I got them pictures. All right. So this is Alcatraz Island. I want to say I saw this on X Men. Who the fuck is this? What? Uh, X Men. Wasn't this on X Men? No, I don't know. Okay, that's Alcatraz Island. Mm, damn. This is the cell. That's the the prop head. That's the head that they made in order that's to escape. That's actually the head that they made. Uh-huh. And you see this little hole over here? Wow. That's the hole that they carved in order to get out of the cell? Yeah. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. They actually have it set up in their own cell, in the actual cells. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is what it looks like on the inside. That's awesome. See, like, you can, like, get up on the top. Like, look, it's just, like... Yeah. Uh, it's a cell again. Here's a little head. Ew! Imagine walking by and that thing move. That's the outside. It says, look, Indians welcome. See? Hmm. That's that cell block from 1909. That we wow. talked about. It's the dock. It's the people. And it's another picture of it. And that's it. That's hmm. all I got. Um, I do have some, um, personal pictures of myself. Do you really? <laughs> and Alcatraz. Yeah. That's funny. If you want to see it. Yeah. Um, the first picture I'm going to show you, kind of embarrassed. Y'all don't be fucking making fun of me, okay? I look like a dumbass. So this is me and my dad in a cell. <laughs> oh my god. I look like my, my niece Emma. Look at... Oh, look at me. Oh, baby face there. Oh my gosh. Don't I look like Emma? No. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm. She looks like a little Indian girl. Fuck you, You're bitch. You're so dark. Why are you dark? Give me my phone back. <laughs> it was a dark day. Oh, this is me. <laughs> it was a dark and day. And this is me posing in, <laughs> fucking posing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, that's cute. Got I the like knee that. up and everything. My mom posed me like that. Damn. Um, oh, this is us going to Alcatraz Island. This is us getting on the ferry. Look at my mom, bro. She lost a lot of weight. Let me see. So did my dad. By the way, we all have matching jackets, except they're different colors. That's cute. 
I love that. I still have this jacket, to be honest. Do you really? Yeah. You can still wear it, right? No. <laughs> but I also, my dad bought me, like, little handcuffs from Alcatraz Island. So I actually have it on one of my, my backpacks now. Cute. That's what's up. Want to... Hurts. That's because Lindsay's tattoo is infected. Don't say that. I'm just kidding. Sarah. Shut up. It's fine. It's like so, stiff. So Lindsay and Maddie went to go get tattoos with uh, with Lindsay's woman. With Lupita. Lupita. Got matching yep. tattoos and shit. Fucking lesbian. We didn't even make it. I'm sorry. I'm so pissed. Bitch. No, I'm mad that she got a fucking matching tattoo <laughs> with Lupita before she got one with me. Because we're supposed to get a matching tattoo. Because we we've already been planning it. I know, bitch. We could have. Okay, what time did y'all come home, Maddie? Maybe 10. You lying <laughs> ass motherfucker. <laughs> maybe 10. Oh. I know you're a fucking liar, dude. Closer to one. I believe so, like 12 something. I was dead asleep. A dead asleep. I had to get up at like six o'clock in the morning. Just because we had to wait around for him to be ready. Yeah. That's how it was. So if you would have waited, you would have gotten matching. Period. I would have got a whole new tattoo, whole different tattoo. I wasn't gonna wait. I wasn't gonna wait. All I mean is you and Lindsay need to get y'all's specific one. It's gonna be a little ghosty. I cannot wait. It's so cute. With some cheeks. It's gonna be so cute. With butt cheeks. Yeah. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> Little cheeks on it. Alright. So let's end this okay, episode. Okay, guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> y'all wanna contact us, send us any of y'all's information. Email us at ghost.demyass at gmail.com and follow our Instagram at ghost.demyass. D-E-M-A. Yeah! Yeah! Bro, <laughs> that's so fucking good. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I've been practicing. After I've almost... practicing. After almost a year of fucking... Bitch, you know how many... I have like five different emails I have to remember besides these. I don't give these. a fuck. This is your podcast. It's hard. I don't care. Oh, all and your, you have the passcode to it. All your throwaway emails? I know. <laughs> For your Pornhub? Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate y'all listening. We whoa. got flustered when you said Pornhub. I just put a dick in my mouth. Wow. Oh, oh, ghost dick. Never. <laughs> it's never happened, period. <laughs> period. Okay. Uh, spooky later. Peace out. Bye. We're the same, so. We're in sync. <laughs>